to the Spirit of West Texas podcast, where we are having real conversations with people who live and work in West Texas. Our guests this season will tell us about their big dreams. They'll share about their challenges and successes that they've had along their journey. Listen in and we hope you'll learn something and maybe even have some fun with us along the way. Good morning, Amy. Good morning. I'm already hungry right now. <laughs> I, know, I don't know I why. I can't imagine why. I've got a craving for some chicken right now. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's due to our guest this morning. Some homemade tater tots. I know. Oh. When I was telling my husband, hey, Cameron West is coming into the podcast studio today. He was like, nah, what time? And I was like, 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking maybe we could get some chicken and waffles. But he came in empty handed, but that's okay. He's got Next a great time. story to share. Next time. <laughs> yeah. A great story to share. You want to, t- you want to tell us about Cameron? Yeah. So Cameron West is a Lubbock native um, family, you know, uh, is so well known and, and cherished here in Lubbock. He and his wife... Rachel are the owners of the West Table in downtown Lubbock, as well as the brewery LBK and one of our family favorites, Dirks. And really, I feel like what Cameron and and Rachel have brought in terms of food and beverage has really changed the the fine dining landscape in downtown Lubbock. I I mean, it just really has has shaped up like crazy. Yes, they're a huge believer in downtown redevelopment in Lubbock. And and we're so thankful to have them back in Lubbock and their family here. Absolutely. Um, with us, so yeah, well, you want to you want to jump in? I'm excited yeah, about this let's one. Let's do it. All right, let's go. Let's go. Podcast listeners, I am super excited about our interview today. Today we have um, Lubbock native um, and local favorite Cameron West in the podcast studio. Um, Jared and I are really sad, Cameron. I didn't eat breakfast this morning, hoping that you were going to come in here with some yummy chicken strips and waffles. It's a little early. Maybe a donut. I'm not much of a breakfast person. You're not a breakfast person? Not really, unfortunately. How interesting. Yeah. I like to sleep instead. Brunch? Do you like brunch? No, a chocolate croissant and a double espresso is about the break- <laughs> about as good as it gets for me. So I'm just curious. When you were growing up, did you have um, a grandmother or an aunt or your mom? I mean, did you find yourself in the kitchen at an early age? Not really early. Uh, my father liked to cook. So okay. uh, we'd do big dinners and Sunday night dinners in college. We'd invite all our friends over. And that's kind of where it all started was uh, just cooking by old man. You, you, I have been wanting to start this tradition with my son. He's 13 um, and his friends for a while and we haven't done it yet. So your dad did that for you. He did. He, uh, you know, we do big dinners, barbecues, that sort of thing. And then I guess the more we got into cooking, uh, you get a case of yellowtail wine and invite a <laughs> bunch of my idiot friends over and to see what happened. So that's great. So how old were you when you got in the kitchen first started? I was probably early twenties. I was a uh, front of the house. Actually, I was in restaurants since I was 14. I kind of started bussing tables and uh, helping out here and there, and then found myself waiting tables at 18, bartending at 21, and then cooking about 22, 23. Awesome. So you knew kind of your whole life this is what you wanted to do? Not really. I just uh, wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I figured uh, I wanted to work for myself and create things. So uh, since I knew the restaurant industry, I really was uh, in college, did a little bar business as well. So I just decided to switch and pivot more into the restaurants, and somebody lied and told me chefs made good money. So. You know, they tell me that about marketing, too. It's uh, it's funny how that goes, right? (laughs) So when you were young, growing up in Lubbock, where did y'all like to eat? Where where was your favorite place to go eat? 
Ooh, it's a good question. Uh, we played so much sports. It was uh, always uh, in the car, you know, whatever drive through you could go yes. through to, on your way to practice somewhere. So really the majority of the time was just whatever convenient fast food. You're totally normal like the rest of us yeah. and just ate Taco Villa and McDonald's. Yeah, we ate trash for the most part. <laughs> My, uh, like I said, my dad would cook occasionally for big events. Uh, we went to all the chain restaurants. So we had mm-hmm. Nothing particularly special. Uh, when we got to when we go to Dallas, we had to go to big dinners out there and he, he made a an effort to show us uh, fine dining and we go see plays and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I would eat in other cities, not really here. So you excited about Buddy Holly Hall? We had Michelle and Nick on a few weeks ago. Oh, Are you amazing. excited? I know. It's uh, we see the business every time they do a show. Mm-hmm. They're doing a great job booking three plus times a week. So uh, I'm finding my early dinner rush full, full constantly, which is great because then, you know, everybody wants to eat at seven o'clock. But if you have a show at seven pushes them earlier. So mm-hmm. it's really helped out. So tell me, you graduated from Coronado High School, correct? You're in Lubbock. And then where did you go after that? I went to Texas Tech. I was a restaurant hotel management major at Tech and uh, did my victory lap. And after that, I went to uh, Culinary Institute of America out in Greystone, or in uh, Napa Valley, Greystone. Okay. And so what did you learn there? What did you focus on there? Really, uh, since I had an undergraduate degree, I got to do more of a quicker program. It was just all culinary. So uh, we really just focused on cooking, kitchen, learning techniques, uh, flavor profiles. You know, I also was a TA at the wine college in the mornings. So I would uh, wake up at eight, pour wine till two, try all the wines, and then go to, uh, go to class after that. So backing up to college really quickly, you were a rim major. Mm-hmm. So did you do your final dinner? What was that called on top uh, of the... Skyviews. It was my Skyview. dinner yes. series. Yes, I did. How did your dinner series go? It went well. Actually, I worked at Skyviews, so okay. I kind of knew what I was doing, but... Uh, I ended up getting a B anyway, so it's it uh, <laughs> it kind of funny how that worked out. That was, I remember being in college and having friends that were room majors, and then they would invite me to their um, dinner series, yeah, and was, I just thought that was so cool. It was a fun, t- it exposed you to a lot, mainly what you didn't want to do, but uh, it really showed you a, a good, uh, vast array of the hospitality industry, so it was, it was good. So what was your favorite part about being in California? The weather and the wine. Yeah. So it's uh, with being a, in the culinary school, we got a little pass and or they, you show your ID and everybody gave you free wine and you just went around the valley and it was 72 every day and sunny. It was a, it was an impressive place to live. So from there you went to Florida, correct? I did. I started to, working for Ritz Carlton. I did. I, uh, I got my first job from actually from school cause he was a, uh, one of the, I guess the guest chefs that came in and uh, he offered me a job in Florida. I was supposed to go to Key West, but it ended up Orlando at the Ritz mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And so I love reading about Ritz Carlton. I love, um, their customer service culture. What did you take away from, from being at Ritz Carlton, both in Dallas and in Florida? I mean, really, yeah, the, the structure from, uh, from a corporate standpoint was amazing. Uh, you know, it was, we were more the fine dining kind yes. of separated. So we weren't as involved in the day-to-day operations with the hotel, but just the way they had it structured and it was a uh, drink the Kool-Aid is what I say. And everybody did. And the product and, uh, Taking care of guests was something like I've never seen anywhere else. So did you you take anything from that that you use with you? I did. Uh, it's a lot of it's uh, computer programs can help a lot. Mm-hmm. So when when you come in and you check in, they you check your name. We have uh, all your notes about from the last time you were there, what you enjoyed, what you didn't enjoy, blah 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 blah. So keeping notes is uh, is very helpful. And do you do that now? Uh, my wife helps me quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. So it's more. Uh, I'll go give her a hug and she'll whisper in my ear something that I needed to remember, and that helps quite a bit. So. Why did you and Rachel, having lived all over the country in some of the most great, you know, wonderful places in, in the United States with some of the most wonderful food, why did you decide to come back to Lubbock and make Lubbock home? Uh, this is home. I've, I really like uh, the people here. I've always enjoyed it. My parents are here. Uh, I enjoyed being raised here. So I thought it'd be a great place to uh, raise my children. Cost of living here is quite impressive. So uh, 
and also could find investors to open a restaurant in Dallas, Austin, the major market mm-hmm. was going to be extremely expensive. And uh, raising capital at that level was something I probably couldn't have accomplished. So there are great restaurants here, but I feel like y'all have really, I said this in the intro, set the bar for upscale dining in Lubbock. I'm just curious, early conversations about the West Table and what the concept for your restaurant was going to be. Tell me about those. We really, they were kind of based off the Sunday night dinners uh, with my dad. So I figured uh, we'll make it where the changes constantly. We do different types of food, try and make it casual, uh, approachable atmosphere. <clears throat> I find people sometimes are a little... Uh, standoffish about fine dining. So we tried to take the white tablecloths out and try to do it nice, but not, I guess, uptight. So how long did you concept? How long did it take you to, to, to think through the concept of the West? Well, oh, I've got a notebook full of concepts. Yeah. This was just kind of the first one. Uh, I was really just kind of cooking what I wanted to, uh, which worked out well because I didn't know what Lubbock wanted to eat. So as I changed it constantly, it kind of we found out what, what worked, what didn't. Uh, and people enjoyed, you know, at the beginning when I didn't have as many customers. They could come back and have a different dinner mm. every couple of days. So how would you describe it? My uh, politically correct answer would be, I guess, <laughs> seasonal American cuisine with uh, global accents. Okay. And you do, you have a, a commitment to buying locally sourced produce, locally sourced meats. I do. It's, uh, you know, when you start doing a larger volume, it's a little more difficult just for having people keep it up. But in our grow seasons, not the longest in the world. But yes, whenever given the option, I try and find local and keep it, keep it here. So what challenges have you had to overcome? You know, it's uh, the first challenge is probably perception downtown, things like that. People just didn't really expect it to work or didn't know what to do or thought it might be dangerous or, you know, just getting past the perception of what at the beginning. Uh, staffing's constantly a problem, uh, which I think everybody in the country will tell you that. But uh, really, it's just uh, there's a new challenge every day. You just got to kind of roll with it and get past it. So you could have opened a restaurant anywhere in Lubbock, and you've, you've mentioned downtown several times since we've been talking. Why downtown? Uh, you know, it's, we started looking for spaces, and they kept showing me stuff that never really excited me. And as a kid, I always loved the first uh, that building, the Pioneer Hotel. So I drove past the Lombardi Church every day, and I always loved it. And um, my dad gave me a book about blue and red water strategy. And the, the idea is blue is open. Nobody's there. You can do your own thing and create a new market. Red is highly competitive. So my thought was what's bluer than downtown. So we kind of stand alone and we could be ourselves and uh, people kind of didn't compare you to other people. You were in another restaurant. You didn't have to, comp- we, we changed the game a little bit by going there first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you did. So when you look at what you, where you are now with the West table, are you happy? We're talking about big dreams on this podcast. Is well, this what you We've been there seven years. So it's uh most restaurants don't make it that long. So we're quite happy staying busy. It's uh it's been Better than I expected, to be honest with you. So what made you want to make the transition from just the West Table and the restaurant to the brewery LBK? Well, it started off with a coffee shop, and uh, we actually closed right after COVID. Uh, we're working on rebranding and redoing something there. But uh, then I switched into the brewery because uh, we just thought Lubbock needed craft beer. There really wasn't anybody doing it correctly. So um, we had some partners kind of pitch us the idea, and uh, we took a swing at it. Do you know, did you know anything about craft beer? I knew a lot about wine, but no, yes. not so much about beer. So uh, it was a crash course, to say the least. <laughs> we drank a lot of it, but we didn't really understand making it. I was like, the next time you have an idea about something like this, I'll more than ha- be Absolutely. more than happy to be on your <laughs> committee Excellent. for the next brewery you open. Um, so congratulations, by the way. I was reading on your website um, that that the brewery LBK was named one of the best brew pubs in the nation in 2021 by USA Today. That was big time. Yeah, that is big time. How did that come about? 
Uh, really, visit Lubbock and uh, the city, uh, I guess, tourism board does a great job of bringing food writers in and uh, people from all over the country. So we were fortunate enough to uh, be one of their stops and a guy named Ail Sharpton was his, uh, his tag. He uh, was, I guess, one of the writers for USA Today or was, I guess, one of their, uh, well, I guess, what would you say, uh, expert mm. people that they questioned or something to that effect. And uh, he named us as one of his favorite root pubs. That's awesome. So then it turned into a voting thing and we got our friends and everybody to vote for us. Do y'all still serve that popcorn? You know, what? during COVID, we pulled it with everybody kind of sharing hands in that sort of direction. So uh, I've still got it in the basement, but I have not served popcorn in a minute. Man, that's some good. Have you ever had the popcorn? Uh, oh, uh, it's it's crack popcorn is what it is. It's so good. <laughs> so you have had tremendous success with the West Table in downtown Lubbock. Um, tell us about Dirk's. Dirk's, uh, is, I always wanted a casual restaurant. Uh, you know, I like the, the having both and... Uh, People kind of started really liking our fried chicken or chicken tenders that we were doing at brunch and things of that nature. So just, and I've seen other chefs kind of do a chicken or more casual concept afterwards. So it was really me just following somebody else's playbook. I tell you, it's delightful. Like that's the best way for me to describe it. It just is like such a happy light environment. I just enjoy eating there so much. That's all my wife and the design of it and just kind of casual food. It's yes. not too many choices. We try and keep it simple. You were going for that diner fill and I think you absolutely achieved it. What is, what is that project meant for you personally? It's been great. Uh, you know, as we called it a modern West Texas diner is kind of the direction we were trying to go and make it feel like, um, in my, you know, it was really nice to be able to pull my grandpa's artwork out mm-hmm. and let people see it. It's been uh, hidden for a while. So seeing, introducing it to another generation has been great. Mm-hmm. So I love this quote. It says, my goal is to have a good old cowboy having a chicken fried steak next to a hipster having a gluten-free lunch and everybody gets along. Um, so you clearly want to use food as a way to bring people together. Is this what you love most about your job? Uh, yeah, I, I, you get to celebrate. So people are here. They're not mad, typically, uh, when they come <laughs> to see it. And I can't always say that's true. But for the most part, you, you get to celebrate birthdays and things of that nature instead of the, uh, the sadder parts of life. Mm-hmm. So you talk a lot about downtown Lubbock and being a big supporter of downtown revitalization. Absolutely. What does your vision look like for downtown Lubbock when you think about it? Really, it's uh, it's getting closer. Um, we got some big buildings we need to figure out what to do with, but it's uh, between all the other restaurants popping up, the hotels, uh, Cotton Court, and you know, it's it's moving the right way. Uh, Buddy Holly Center has probably been the biggest push that I've seen recently, and I'm I'm excited. You have a network of chefs. Y'all all get along really well. You seem Absolutely. to want to root for each other, support each other here locally. Absolutely. Between La Serena, Finney, and uh, Nicolette, it's, uh, I really enjoy when I get we get the chance to hang out. We all work too much, though, so it doesn't happen often. So we all, for so many of us that are listening to the podcast, a meal at the West Table or at Dirks is our favorite meal. So what what's your favorite meal? Ooh. You know, I'd say I like divey places. El Rancho to El Ranchito Burrito on 34th Street. Uh, their green chili pork is pretty solid. Uh, yeah, I eat burgers, I eat burritos, tacos, that sort of direction. A lot of Mexican food. Lots of okay. So last meal, um, uh, you know, your happiest meal, your happiest time sharing food with other people. What is that like? Where is it? Tell me about the, you know, kind of the ambiance. Who's there? Well. Uh, I'd go one of two directions. Uh, one, we just skip dinner and drink ourselves to death. <laughs> wine or wine or beer. I mean, we're gonna try it off. It's just, uh, <laughs> you gotta try, you know, get your last fill in. But no, I'd really probably trust uh, have a different courses from different friends of mine and different restaurant experience throughout your life. That kind of 
get to say, I guess, your remind you of your favorite dish at that certain restaurant or seven friends say hi? So you've announced a second location of Dirks in the brewery LBK in South Lubbock. Congratulations. Thank you very by much. By the way, that is like within walking distance of my house. Um, so we're, the punchards are excited. Um, so what's next for you after that? Well, the idea is to uh, take that corner right by Red Feather and do another brewery, Dirks, and we're working on a third concept that a more kind of an Asian restaurant that we've been kind of playing around with those flavors a lot. So that's kind of the direction there. We'll do three there, kind of with a, hopefully a big playscape area where you can bring the kids out and kind of share the outdoor if the weather's nice, overlooking the golf course. Uh, I signed up to help Red Feather with their food as well. So that's a, a new project for me. And then uh, we'll see where, the, where it takes us from there. Y'all are busy. Yeah. What do you do for fun? Well, I chase my kids and work for the most part. So it's a uh, fun travel. If we could, you know, take a weekend here or there. So how do you, you are incredibly creative um, and extremely talented at what you do. How do you stay motivated? How do you stay inspired? Uh, to be honest, it's little trips like that, going to travel and eating at a restaurant that you didn't think of doing something or, you know, it's, I find getting away and seeing other people's interpretations or seeing different ingredients that always helps revive the, the creativity as well, or a different concept you've never heard of. So your family has clearly had a significant impact on, on you personally and in your business. Um, you have nods to both of your grandparents and in your restaurants, um, your grandfather. So why has it been so important for you to weave that legacy of your family into the fabric of your business? Well, you know, it's, like I said, the first restaurant was based after Sunday at dinner. So the idea was just a family table. So that's where that kind of came from. And then the second was, uh, like I said, the artwork was just, a, it, it wrote itself. So putting his name on it, it was simple and clean. It seemed like, you know, a good name for a chicken place. So uh, I was really, like I said, just excited to get the artwork back on the walls and uh, being by tech and seeing the, you know, different athletes or different old people come through and remind them of some of that stuff. It's, uh, it's been endearing to say the least. So what do you want your legacy to be in Lubbock? Ooh, I don't know. That's a good question. I guess really uh, I had a decent restaurant and made a dollar. So we're talking about big dreams on season two of the Spirit of West Texas podcast. Is this your big dream? Are you loving it? I am. I'd say it's, uh, it's been fun to pull off, I guess, owning your own restaurant. So I have to say, yes, I accomplished my dream. Cameron, thank you so much for being here with us today and for, for all that you do for the Lubbock community. Um, I cannot wait to see what happens with the West Table and um, Brewery LBK and Dirks and all of these other projects that you have um, that you're working towards. So. Congratulations, my friend. Thank you. Well, Amy, talking about the spirit of West Texas, Cameron screams the spirit of West Texas. (laughs) I know, but he's like the coolest. He is so cool. (laughs) So cool. Yeah, he is. I tell you, he's got... uh, family history and roots here and he's had opportunities to go other places yeah. and uh, he just lives and breathes West Texas and it shows yeah, it and shows he, in everything he does he's so creative and he brought something unique and different to West Texas yes it's literally changed the landscape of, of our downtown area yeah. I mean you know people are coming downtown for his food for his um, for his 
atmosphere and the experience that he provides. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, there's no doubt why USA Today voted LBK Brewery like the, yeah, no. what was it, the top 20 in the world, top 20 in the nation or something like that, which is, which the is the whole world. The, I, I, I'm, I'm well going to tout the world, I think, uh, <laughs> but that's exactly what it is. I think he's got a love for the area and yes. a, a love in what he does and putting those two together. It's just going to create success every yes, time. Every he's, time. He is a genius. He's an artist. Yeah. Um, you mentioned this earlier when you and I were talking, so I don't want to step on your toes, but you said, you know, he, he really wanted to make fine dining approachable. Yeah. Um, and isn't that just, that's perfect for West Texas. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. that's who we are. That's you know? exactly, yeah. West Table grew from his Sunday night dinners with dad and wanted to make that approachable and kind of mm-hmm. uh, fine dining, but... West Texas fine dining, I guess. And that's exactly what it feels like every time you walk in that place. Just like a Sunday night dinner with the family and just hanging out and having a good time. Yes. He is very easy to talk to. Um, He's a very interesting guy. And um, I mean, even just it's 930 in the morning and just the thought of Cameron West makes me think of a chicken strip (laughs) and now I'm hungry and coming out to have Dirks for lunch. Yeah. You want to head to lunch after this? Maybe. Let's let's do this. Speaking of Dirks, um, Cameron wants you to try his chicken strips if he hadn't had a chance to. So he's going to give away um, dinner for four at Dirks and you can find out more about how you can win that package um, from Cameron and from the Spirit of West Texas podcast. Um, on the First Gender Bank Facebook page, so check it out. Very nice. Jared, you can't win that either. Ah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'll, we'll do lunch right okay. now. Okay, let's do it. Thank y'all for listening. Thanks for listening.